today I am back with part two of moving with ADHD and we are on to unpacking. If you missed part one, that was episode 75 where we pack things up. Let's jump in. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Okay, I have to say this two-part series, I guess, that I am doing was inspired by a question that was emailed to me by a listener. I am excited to explore it because I have opinions. (laughs) I am by no means an expert mover. I have helped other clients unpack. I have not helped any clients pack up. It's not my wheelhouse, so I tend to shy away from jobs like that. But I love that she she has moved so many times. It is so much more experienced than I am. So the fact that she reached out for help from me makes me laugh a little bit, but I get where she's coming from because I strongly believe we all have this sort of ideal in our head where we're like, this time, this time, this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to put anything away until it has a home. And then it all falls apart. (laughs) We start shoving things places. It's just the reality of brains like ours. Let's explore what could be and let's explore what is more likely to happen. And then if I can provide any sort of tips or hints of, is there a happy medium between our strong desire for perfection, our reality of chaos, and can, can we meet in the middle at something that's sort of realistic? That is my goal today. To jump right in, my best tip, I guess, that I can give you going into a move is if you know now the space you're going to move into and as far ahead as possible that you can understand the layout and what storage is available for you in the way of closets or cabinets or garage, whatever. Start sketching out on paper. And guys, this does not have to be pretty. It can look like your five-year-old drew it. If there are eight bottom cabinets in your kitchen, draw eight boxes. You know, <laughs> it's just so that you in your head can start to assign things homes on paper so that in the moment, anybody who has been so lovely as to help you with the moving in and the unboxing and the unpacking is not constantly going, well, where do you think you want this? Where do you think you want this? Well, I decided to quit bothering you. And so I started just putting things away the way I wanted them to or the way that it seemed to make sense to me. Or, you know, I 
put stuff in cabinets, you'll find it later. (laughs) And all of those have happened to me. What I would love, this is the ideal. The ideal is that you have gotten some downtime in the evening where you've sketched a layout of your house and you've broken down in each room. Like, I know I want to put the bed on this wall and the dresser's going to go over here and the linens are going to live in this closet and this closet is going to be for you know, coats and this closet is going to be for cleaning supplies. You have laid out the kitchen and you're like, we're going to put our silverware in this drawer and we're going to put, you know, our plates and glasses in this all just on paper where it's super easy to move things around. Use a pencil, (laughs) use those tiny little post-it flags. So while you've written something once, you can just keep moving it around until you, you seem really happy with it. And then have those in a folder Have those where you know that they can live like on the island or peninsula or an entry table, something where they're going to stay put painters taped to a wall in each of the rooms where they stand for something so that people don't need to ask you every question, but have a frame of reference to look back on. Okay, so that's sort of step one. Step two, if you can be in your house, even an hour before movers arrive or before the moving truck arrives if you're moving yourselves or you know you rode along with the moving truck and you say everybody just go get a drink go grab some food stay put a minute I need 30 minutes in the house by myself (laughs) you go throw toilet paper in each of the toilets uh each of the toilets each of the bathrooms throw a roll of paper towels and a hand soap those are great things to have immediately throw a hand soap and a roll of paper towels by the kitchen sink And then grab your various post-it notes or construction papers or whatever in which you label each room what color it stood for. So if you listen to episode 75, my biggest tip there was label each box with some sort of color indication as to the room it's going in. Now you're labeling at the doorframe of each space in that house what that room stands for and what color it represents so that anybody without asking you can match a yellow taped box to a yellow room. You get what I mean there. Even one step further than that is if you are like, I am wanting to do most of the boxes of myself and I'm going to be super possessive of the boxes, but I would love to have help with all the manpower we have right now to get the furniture in the right places. Grab your post-it note and your pen and if write things down like bed and stick it on the wall where you want the bed. Dresser, stick it on the wall where you want the dresser. So that people walk in or like, I don't know where she wants the bed. Oh, here's a sticky that says bed. Let's throw the bed against this wall. You get my point. So as much direction as you can give without it being directly from you every time would be super helpful. Then another level up from this is in my dream world, this has never happened. But I'm going to say it in case any of you actually can make this happen. In my dream world, I would have a garage at this new location. It would be nice and clean and pristine and empty. And I would walk around and I would put a yellow, red, blue, green, whatever, all the different colors around on the wall with the label. And I would say, as the boxes are getting unmo- un, you know, pulled out of the moving truck, please just stack them under the corresponding color code and we're going to leave them all in the garage and I'm going to bring one box in at a time and put it in its brand new home where it will start and stay that way. (laughs) That is my dream world of moving. 
has never happened, most likely will never happen. If any of you have ever done that, please, please, please write in to me and let me know. Joy at joylovinghome.com. So that would be phase one. Highly inefficient, highly inefficient. You are not taking advantage of the muscle or the manpower you have on moving day which is just silly and you better be in good shape and you better be ready for the long haul because it's a very slow unpacking process. But man, wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) Okay, so that's step one. Not gonna happen. Okay, step two in the more likely version is boxes are going to get thrown into the room that matches the color. The problem is you don't have to move them all over 16 different times because now they're in the way of where you wanted the dresser and they're in the way of where you wanted the bed and they're in the closet, but you need to empty the closet so that you can fill the closet properly. You don't want to end up with that chaos either. So if you've gone through and post-it noted like where you want the main pieces of furniture placed, find the most empty wall and put boxes here so that they'll at least be stacked up and in a direction in which, okay, now the boxes have been distributed to the correct rooms. There, It's not going to be 100%. It's okay. There's no quality control person here. But for the most part, the exhaustion and the effort and all of that is going to, it's going to work in your favor that you've had that happen. That's my sort of part two. And it's probably the smarter way to do it. But what I would do in my garage is I would save a little corner and I would name it needs a home. So that if you open a box and you just don't have the bandwidth to deal with what is in it and you don't really think it's in the right room, or you thought you were going to put it somewhere and now you don't even know if you want it in this house and you're like, ah, carry it, carry it down and stick it there and let those be the things you go through last after all of the things that are easy to do have found homes because then they're easier to face. You can calmly go through it and, and really think through, does this even have a space in this home? Has it earned a space in this home or am I ready to let it go? I just wasn't ready to let it go when I was packing up on the other side. Make sure you save a spot in the garage for that. So that's my sort of second biggest tip. And then if you have people, like I have in-laws that are incredibly efficient. (laughs) I know where my husband came from. And I love them to death. And they are so good about helping. But they don't understand that my brain like needs time to process. And so in order to not frustrate them or not have them frustrated with me or me frustrated, yeah, I want to keep the peace. (laughs) I love them dearly. The best thing is if they're like, well, let's get your kitchen set up. It's very important to get a kitchen set up. And it is, it is. Kitchen is a major one. If they're wanting to unpack boxes, just say, oh, go ahead, unpack all the boxes, wash up whatever you think needs washed up. I have gone through and put a few post-it notes where like, I at least I know where I was hoping to put the silverware and where I wanted the plates and where I wanted the glasses. That obviously I want the pots and pans over here so that there's some immediate guidance. And then you lovingly say, but if you could leave the rest on the dining room table, once they pull the dining room table in, I'd love to just sort of be in the kitchen for a minute before I put a lot of the other details away. But if it's all open and unpacked and unboxed and it's there where I can see it, that would be so helpful and I would be ever so grateful. Those would be the ways that you have people who want to help you be helpful. Kitchen is one where you can literally walk away and it's okay because a lot of that is not are you still going to keep this? Did you really mean to pack this? You know, you're not dealing with all of that. So that's one. Another good location is if you have a lot of clothes and 
the time to now edit clothes is not when you're moving in. You either did it when you were packing up or it's going to happen later. So if you're like, oh, that would be great if you want to unbox our clothes and just hang them and hang them on the racks, you can rearrange them once they're unpacked a little bit. And that's great. And you can give yourself the gift of that later. But you don't have to overthink things like that. And that gives you the chance to unpack and set up bathrooms where you don't necessarily want people in there making decisions about your stuff. Kitchens seem very neutral and uncontroversial. <laughs> and, and closets and basic clothes do. Let people help you with those kind of things if you have the people to help you with that. Those would be my ideals. So now sort of the dust has settled. People have gone away. You're now... It's all about you and finishing up and you're wanting to do it to the best of your ability. My goal for you then is to just stop, take one room at a time, breathe (laughs) and go, okay, now that it's all in here and I can see it all and it's don't allow yourself to get overwhelmed. Just say, okay, today I'm going to clear out the rest of the boxes that are still sitting that have anything to do with kitchen. I'm going to unbox them all. I'm going to lay them all out. I'm going to look at what, where plates got put and where, like evaluate if things are really where you were hoping they would be and then start just one category at a time putting things away. Please do not be frustrated with yourself if you fill up one drawer and then you turn around and you see something and you're like, oh shoot, that should actually be in that drawer. Make yourself go, okay, it's all right. It's part of the process. You got to Pick it up, slide it over, put the new thing in, find a new place for that. Do you remember those old slide puzzles where you used to have to like, oh, I want this piece down here. So you have to move everything over to the left and then slide the opening and then move everything back up. Even some of the stuff you felt like was in the right place, you have to get it out of the way in order to move something else to the right place. That's kind of what moving is in is. So just remind yourself, like I'm in a giant slide puzzle. It's okay. Sometimes it, you have to move things over to get things right. The key indicators, and these are the biggies, if you are an ADHD individual or any members of your family are, when you're in a brand new environment, it is the time to break old bad habits. If you want there to be a, what I call landing pad or launching pad from your house where keys are going to land and the purse is going to be stored and the kid's book bags are going to be, and you're moving at a time frame where you want everybody to be trained from moment one. This is where I want shoes to go when you kick them off. This is the entrance we're going to enter into. Do those functioning daily task locations first because the minute they do them three days in a row in the wrong place, you're done. You're done. (laughs) I cannot stress that enough for you. They say it takes 21 days to form a good habit. It takes like three to form a bad one, guys. Like, I'm sorry. That's like a Murphy's Law thing. So just embrace that they're like, why are you not setting up a kitchen? Because the mudroom has to be set up and we have to know where the keys are going. Oh, we'll just throw them here. No, no, no. We're not throwing these here for now. (laughs) Like, Be a bully about that. Set up where... The coming in and the going out is set and makes sense so that you can get your family on board. And if things are starting to land on the kitchen island, which is the place they seem to land, find an empty box or bucket or something 
and literally say nothing on the island and like just tape it down and say everything in here like something to block that from becoming the landing pad or the cluttering spot or the hot spot whatever we want to call them block that as much as possible I don't know if that was the answer to all of the questions Tara I hope that you feel like you learned anything I know you didn't learn anything you've moved more times than I have But maybe if there's a hint or a tip about how to not lose your mind next time when things don't go the way you wanted them to go in your next move, just having the grace to know you're in the midst of something, having a location that is stuff you're not ready to deal with yet, and just keep pushing it into at least it's all together in one space. Set up the rooms with the easy stuff the way you want it that makes sense And then start pulling in the tough stuff and be really brutal with yourself on the tough stuff, asking yourself, do I really need this in this new life that I am starting today? I hope that helps. If you want to join me, I am having the craziest of weeks because I have family coming in on Thursday, graduation on Friday and Saturday. I'm excited, but I have so many things to do around my house and I could really use your all's accountability. So in the Facebook group, which you can get to by going to bit.ly slash joy loving home community. I have been absent there for a while. I'm going to show up this week and just show you what I'm working on in the effort to get things ready for this uh for people coming. Please comment in there. Please let me know you're there. If you want to organize with me or clean up things with me, I'll let you know when I'm actively doing it and we can be messaging back and forth because I love, love the accountability and the support and I want to be that for you as well. All right. Until next time, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone but I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember... Keep choosing joy.